I'm gonna hit record. Yo, 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 what is up, fans? It is time for our biannual pod. OTZ is back. Who's? I haven't seen you in 18 years. How have you been, my man? I'm good, dude. A lot has changed in 18 years, dude. But there's A been lot. one constant. There's been one constant. LeBron James. That is true. That Everything is true. else has changed. I was going to say, and the inability for your mustache and your beard to connect as one of the other constants. That's all. Oh, well, I think we both we both school <laughs> turn one that department. Yeah, uh, that's why. Oh. That's why I rip it all off. <laughs> the, uh, the other, the other, and now we have another hair problem as we're getting older, right? Yeah, yep. This is all the problems. We have other man. connectivity issues. Yeah, they've all just Honestly, kind of risen up a little bit. By the time I lose my hair, LeBron will still be averaging a triple double in the NBA. Yeah, and he would have lost his hair by then too. So. Yeah, yeah. Dang, man. Well. It is crazy season. We got the playoffs here. We I know we always do our playoff preview podcast, our awards podcast, and then obviously this summer before the season starts, we'll do our, our another one. But yeah, man, just wanted to jump on with you and go through. Um, you want to do awards first? Or you want to do a playoff preview first? Oh, awards. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, the big one, the big one that got all the drama this year, all the hype, all the craziest, is definitely Defensive Player of the Year, right? <laughs> I thought it was coach of the year, actually. I've seen so many passionate takes. I've seen so many passionate takes about coach of the year, man. Or like, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's let's start it off with the easy one. Coach of the year, I mean, it's got to be Mike Brown, 100%. Yeah, man, dude, like I said, like Mike Brown, he comes to Golden, or he comes to Sacramento instantly playoffs, right? You guys were all, I mean, you guys were two seeds for a little bit. It's crazy it's how, insane. you know, how impressive, by far the most, I think, overachieving team right of the season yeah yeah and i mean the other thing the other thing too is he leaves golden state we see golden state struggle this year i think he had a major impact on that team i know they've been dealing with injuries and whatnot but that's a good point but i think listen he's a really good coach after i know there was a lot of criticism of the hire but he's a really good coach he's more it should be a landslide yeah it's hard because like in his Last couple of times he was coaching, he didn't really get the right fit. But now he's like finally got players that wanted wanted to be coached, players that wanted to have someone like they never had that direction before. So it was the perfect fit. Whereas he he's able to kind of really make the culture. It's not it's not a player driven culture. He was able to set the stone and create a soul for the organization, and he did a phenomenal job. Like it's yeah. he put Zach Zach back on the map. And the wildest thing about it, he's a defensive mastermind. But you guys were the best offense in the NBA. Yeah, it's crazy. And imagine what our defense, the defense would be yeah. like without Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about just like the the, the juxtaposition of it all. But yeah, it's uh, should be. I mean, I think it should be um, pretty unanimous. I don't know if it'll be unanimous, yeah. but I think it should be pretty close. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy too when you talk about the offense. It's crazy. It's cool how you can like you coaches can adapt and kind of learn. Like you're not pigeonholed yeah. into like this guy's a defensive guy. Like that's all he is. Like. Like you said, like it's impressive that he was able to bring all these offensive tactics from Golden State and bring it bring it to Sacramento and do it successfully. Yeah. So good and for not those coaches that, that were giving up on. Yeah, not only that, but even just like adapting to like the skill set, like utilizing Sabonis and stuff, you know the way that he does because he didn't have a player like Sabonis at Golden State. Like they played in such a different system. I feel like over there, like being able to just utilize so many of those like dribble handoffs and you know like just the system they you know, Sabonis plays and like the two man game of Sabonis and Fox and you know Monk too. It's been, been very impressed to see the adaptation. So, yeah, kudos to Mike sure. Brown. Yes, yes. Do you want to talk about who you had for number two or three? Or you want to just uh, go on to the next one? Um, I thought 
to me, it was such a landslide that there wasn't like a clear choice, I think, for number two. I think, I, I re- and I might be a little biased here, but I, I do think JB, JB Bickerstaff deserves a little bit of love there. Maybe not at number two, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I think he's in the mix. I think I've been really impressed by, um, by OKC's coach. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, Mark, <laughs> Mark D. Yeah, like no um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I, I can't say it either. But I've been really impressed with OKC. I think they overachieved a lot too. And I know they obviously are out of it now, but I thought they had a good year, especially with, you know, Chet being out, of the, you know, just the whole entire season and all the injuries. So I think he'd be in the running for me at number two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have a uh, Mark Day, Dana. I don't even know. I don't even know why I tried. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then number three, I have Coach Bud. I mean, number one in the East. Um, yeah, that's, long. that's fair. Yeah. But JB, JB at number four for me, I think he did an impressive job. Yeah, yeah, JB did a good job, especially okay. to close right. up the season. Cool. Um, that's that's a lot of talk for Coach of the Year. I did not think we'd talk about Coach of the Year that much. Um, we said it was heated. Dude. <laughs> um, cool. Let's go into Most Improved Player. I'm interested to see who you chose for this one. This is a hard one, dude. I, I guess I'm going back to the. the uh, there's like two really good candidates in my mind. Mm-hmm. For me, it was between um, Laurie Markkinen, who I thought just took like a massive step forward this year. He yeah. already, I thought, played pretty well in Cleveland last year and he was decent in Chicago. But, I mean, he went from like being a good player to being a legit – I mean, he was an all-star starter this year, right? So, yeah. Technically, yeah. I mean, he was phenomenal. So, for me, it was between him and um, and Shea. Shea just took like another step. And, I mean, Shea, I think – you know, um, if we talk all NBA, I think he'll be on both of our ballots for first team. Like he was yeah. that good this year. So I'm going to go Shea just because of like how high he elevated his game. But for me, I, it's pretty close between him and Lowry. Yeah. I went back and forth on this. I had a lot of sleepless, sleepless nights, almost as sleepless as the referees, um, thinking about the Lakers. Um, a lot of sleepless yeah. nights thinking about this one, but I ended up going with Lowry. Um, just cause I think I, Shea is amazing. Like, no, no knock on him, but he was already really good last year, and I think I yeah. for this for this award, I I want to give more love to someone who became was a role player like he was in the Cavs last year. Obviously, a starter, um, but still was like a role player into like a star All NBA player. Like that's that I think is the hardest leap, and I think that's the most impressive. So that's the most yeah. improved for me. That's fair, and and like I said, I'm cool going either way because it was just like one guy kind of elevated from being like a good player to like a great player, another one. Went from like yeah. to like illegally, so like you can't go wrong either way. Yep. And third place, I had yeah. Brunson. I don't know if you thought about who you had at third. Brunson was my third place. It was just a big third gap place. between, yeah. But yeah. Brunson took yeah. another. I didn't think Brunson would be this good for the Knicks. Oh my god, no! He would have got a max contract if he was this good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, he's exactly what Dallas needs, man. <laughs> yes, yeah. They, we can um, talk about that. They fumbled that yeah, that's, hard. That's for another day. <laughs> Um, okay, but moving on. I'm very interested to debate this one with you. I'm curious to you, Jeff. Defensive player of the year. This was actually the hardest one for me. Um, I went, I think Jaron Jackson was the best defender, in my opinion, but he just played so fewer games compared to, like, my top three were him, and I think it was probably the same for most people, him, Brooke Lopez, and Evan Mobley. He just played like significantly fewer games, um, but he was just the best defender. Mobley and Lopez played a lot more games. Mobley, I think his case is the number one defensive NBA, you know, when you're looking at defensive rating and everything. Um, and then Brooke Lopez just, I mean, the amount of shots he altered, just his, he's out of the, out of the three, I think he's probably the best pure rim protector. 
um, whereas you can't switch as well as the other two. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I want Jaron Jackson though. I just think like, nice. he was so elite and he's just such an elite defensive player, both in being able to switch on to, you know, smaller guys like guards and wings and just being just so important for them for rim protection, especially now with like them dealing with all the injuries in the front court. Steven Adams out with Brandon Clark out. I think he's been really important for Memphis, especially with how Shaw, you know, all of his issues kind of kept them afloat. Um, not only offensively, but obviously like defense most yeah. importantly. So yeah. I went with Jared yeah. Jackson. You can't go wrong there. I same debate between I was um I didn't I didn't think Brooke Lopez would reach the level of uh, Evan Mobley or Jaron Jackson. Um I think yeah. Brooke Lopez because he has Giannis Andrew Holiday next to him and he's like yeah. it is a lot easier to be a rib protector when you kinda have that um in uh when when you're kind of like that secondary like rim protection, um, it's a lot yeah. easier to have good numbers and have more blocks on that point. Um, but I went with Evan Mobley. I went with Evan Mobley because he is the best defender on the best defensive team. Um, I think that's very important narrative when you look at defensive players throughout the year. Even last season with Marcus Smart winning it, I think when you look at when you compare like the blocks and rim protection numbers, it doesn't really make sense for Evan Mobley because. Um, that's not like he's not he's not the team's rim protector. He's the team's versatile defender that can switch on to every defender. Um, matchup nightmare. You can like it, it's he's the the glue that that makes the Cavs defense so elite. Um, and as soon as it, it was it started last year and it even got better and better this year. Um, but again, yeah, I think the seven like playing seventy nine games is really impressive versus the sixty three. And if Mobley played like maybe sixty five, seventy games, which is like Jerry Jackson still played sixty three games, which is more than a lot of stars, a lot of players that are winning other other awards, which is good. Um, but yeah, that that it's a big game difference for me, seventy nine versus um, sixty three, um, and being able to do that with and bring keep your team as a number one defense is that 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 knocked it knocked it for me. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, Moby was right there for me, and I think both of us will be very happy if he wins it anyway. So, um, yeah, it was it was it was razor thin. And you can't go wrong. I think either way. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, should we do, cool. should we do um, an easy one? Let's do an easy one. Clutch player of the year. Clutch player yeah. of the year. I mean, that's that's that man. It's him. It's De'Aaron, Fo- De'Aaron Fox. Yep. No, no issues no there. No qualms here. It's, I mean, this one was so easy. This was like coach of the year. It was like so easy. Yeah, they got to rename this award after De'Aaron Fox after this season. Like you, this man became Michael Jordan in the clutch this season. It was insane. Listen, it should be. They got to rename it. Like LeBron needs some award at some point. So yeah, they got to stop. Rename they got to stop. What, what's the rush on naming all these awards? Like you got to give some to LeBron. Like this is ridiculous. They're yeah. trying to get. Like the Eastern Conference. That's why they MVP. created this new one. How is the Eastern Conference MVP trophy not named for LeBron James? Because or Eastern Conference League, and he's playing finals. in the West. Yeah, I'm saying, why do they have to rush to it? Just wait. Just wait. LeBron has like five years left. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah, well, it's too late now, right? Adam Silver. Now, what are they going to name it for LeBron? I just told you the Clutch Player of the Year. That's why it's they Jerry West the Clutch Player of the Year. Oh, is it? They named it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, then, then probably the, the not the playing tournament, but the new midseason tournament. I'm sure they'll the trophy they'll have. <laughs> Look, they can't LeBron. name that after LeBron if LeBron's never won one, unless he like wins it. But that'd be weird. I guess he better win it, dude. <laughs> He's not gonna try on that. 
He might if they're like, we're going to name the tra- – if you want a trophy named after you, better win this thing. I think he might yeah, go all out. That, that's his new NBA Finals. <laughs> that is the least thing that I would think would motivate LeBron James. Dude, think about it. 20 years down the line, people will be like, how many you know midseason championships does LeBron have compared to Jordan? You never know, dude. That might be the, uh, <laughs> the trump card that LeBron needs. That's what they're saying. The Kings haven't lost a playoff game in the last 16 years, and the Warriors have lost there some. So there you go. <laughs> Um, well, let's, do another, let's, let's do another easy one. We got rookie of the year. Um, I, I think Paolo might be. I guess he's not going to be with the Bears. He's not going to be. It should be Paolo yeah. unanimously, in my opinion. Yeah, it should be. There's only three candidates, I think, right? It's Paolo, Walker Kessler, and um, Jalen Williams. I always get Jalen and Jaden mixed up. I'm pretty sure it's Jalen. Jalen, um, they're both Jalen on OTC. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, it's got to be Paolo. He's just. I think rookie of the year is not about winning. It's just about like honestly, who I think's been the best player, and I think he's been. So they got yeah, a star exactly. in Orlando, right? They got, yeah, I, they, I think they messed it up last year trying to focus so much on winning. Um, when there was a lot of rookies that were very similar in stats and everything in production. Who was um, it last year? Scotty Barnes over Mobley and Cade, because the Raptors had a winning record. Um, I mean, so yeah, the Cavs. Have... That's why I don't think yeah. it was about winning last year. Yeah, I, I actually out. I voted for Scotty. Yeah. Was the right pick. You casted your vote. Yeah, I casted my vote. <laughs> That's why he won it, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Uh, but J Dub is going to be a beast. Walker Kessler is going to be an elite rim protector. Rudy Gobert, he's going to be Rudy Gobert. He's insane. Um, he's better than minus Rudy the uh, minus the drama, maybe. He's better than Rudy Gobert on offense already, and actually, I don't know about that. Rudy Gobert is a pretty efficient offensive player, but. <laughs> He, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see kind of he's in the Rudy Gobert mold. Yeah, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he's that spice factor though yet. You know, maybe he needs to get um, some lessons on touching things from Rudy Gobert, and he can create yeah. some drama. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, last one, second to last one. We got sixth man of the year. Um, who did you go with? And I'm going with this. I was down to two people. I went with Emmanuel quickly. I just think yeah. he's been like, yeah. I just think, listen. The Knicks, I mean, a lot of people talk about Randall and um, Jalen Brunson, as they should, but their bench has been elite this year, I think. And Emmanuel quickly has been phenomenal for them off the bench. And I know he's played, like, started a few games too with Brunson being on, he balled out, but I, yeah. I think he's been unbelievable for them. So I want That's also play. a big part of six man of the year. Like, when your starter's injured, you're able to come in and make things keep going. Like, I think that's huge. I think phenomenal. That, I don't think that's a detriment to the six man of the year. They're starting games and stuff. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge part of it. And yeah, I I went with quickly too. Like the Knicks, I think if you like, you can look at stats and say like, oh, Brogdon Brogdon had a better season because I think Brogdon was kind of the number two on my ballot, and I'm assuming yours. Yeah. Um, but like quickly, like the the Celtics bench, like those five guys on their bench, it's a pretty good team. Like it's like yeah, they got they got a good team. Yeah. Like quickly is running the show on the bench. Like he's making the engine keep moving when the starters are sitting or um on the secondary lineups and. Keeping the energy yeah. and the defense, the defense is impressive too. On quickly, quickly's end, um, yeah, because he's leading the lineups for the Knicks. Where like Brogdon, I mean Brogdon obviously can like lead the show for Boston too. But again, he's normally playing with like Jalen or like mm-hmm. Derek White, you know, someone like that. Whereas like when right. quickly's in, and if Brunson's not in, it's like quickly show for sure, right? And um, continuing the play of your All Star near All Star point guard when he's out is just huge to have that up. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, All right, the big one, easy so far for us. Yeah, the big one, MVP. Last year, we had a heated discussion on this. Yeah, I don't think it'll be heated this year. So who do you cast your vote for? I went with Embiid. 
Wow. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty easy this year, actually. I thought you were going to go I with thought... the last minute Giannis. No, I went with Embiid. I, to me, last year was pretty easy, obviously. I mean, we were both very on the opposite ends of it, but I thought it was an easy decision last year. But I thought it was easy this year, too, and just in the opposite direction. I just thought Embiid, I, to me, Embiid and, like, Jokic were neck and neck until, like, maybe the last, like, month and a half of the season or last month where, like, the Nuggets just, like, I mean, they had nothing to play for because they basically wrapped up the number one seed. But, like, I mean, they were just bad. And Jokic was, like, also missing games here and there and also just wasn't his normal self. And Embiid was just dominant then the season. And so, yeah, it was swung in Embiid's favor for sure. So I You could tell he definitely wanted it. At the end of the season, like he was like, I want. Oh, and he was campaigning for it and everything. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he literally was like trying to like put Jokic down and everything. And it is messed and, up that he didn't play like one game against Jokic. I think it was on purpose. That it had, to, dude. It had to be because they were like, it was basically a rest, like to manage his calf fitness or whatever. But like they knew the schedule beforehand. Like they knew yeah. what he was planning on resting. It was. That's so 100%. like it's so soft, but it's it was smart for his MVP strategy. But it was soft. It was soft. If yeah, I think it would have hurt him if. Like they just, or if Denver like kept the foot on the pedal and Jokic too, but I just don't. I mean, I, I'm sure Jokic wanted to win the award, but I I, I just don't like think Jokic he wanted. Care. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, like if you asked him, I'm sure he'd be like, "Yeah, cool. Like it'd be nice to win it." <laughs> but I just don't think he cared enough to like go all out. Like yeah, did. dude, he was so bad yeah. to end the season. Not really bad. Yeah, he, he just was like He wasn't the MVP. Yeah, he just yeah, yeah. they just didn't. The, the team just didn't care as much. I have yeah. Embiid one, Jokic two, or Giannis two, Jokic three. Yeah, um, I had Jokic two, Giannis three. Yeah, okay. I mean, suppose I think I think just like I think the last couple of weeks of the season, I was like, is Jokic even trying yeah. out there? He's just like even, y- even by Giannis at the end was also kind of like chilling at times. Like, yeah, yeah, it's and true. for maybe me, I'll, I, I'll the, switch Jokic to second. For me, the bigger for me actually, um, one of the bigger reasons why I put Jokic should in front of Giannis was. Both teams weren't playing for much at the end because Milwaukee also had a nice lead over Boston. But one of the last games of the season, again, was Milwaukee versus um, Denver. And both teams were like put out their lineups and were both trying. And what, Denver won by like 40, right? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I was like, listen, like, That's you nice. can't lose have, by like, 40. If Denver can like awaken that, they're going to be in danger. I just like, man, they were, yeah. they're, like, like, you they're 500 yeah. since the All Star break. That's like not good. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you could tell they were motivated for that game. So. Yeah, I was like, you can't lose by 40, and yeah. <laughs> it's so, funny, yeah, because the Bucks played the Celtics and lost by a huge amount, um, like I pretty late right. in the season, and it was weird. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then Embiid had that monster game against Boston, too, right? So, yeah. What, 45, I think it was 45 points or something like that. Yeah, um, I was insane. and they almost one of the last it. games of the season, but. Almost joking. Yeah, it was, he's a bad record. I didn't realize how bad his record was against Boston before that game. It was like, yeah, like, it's not good. or like something like that. So, yeah, it was a big game. For, it was a big game for Philly, but yeah, Embiid for sure. Yep. Cool. Um, you want to go over our all NBA teams and jump into playoffs? Yeah. You want to you want to name yours? Yeah, my first team was Donovan Mitchell. Amazing end to the season. Um, S- SGA. I mean, epic whole season. Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. Yeah, we had the same first team. Same. There we go. First team was easy. Uh, yeah. yeah. A second team, I feel like we're going to have some difference. Go ahead. Yeah, second team, I got to pull my list up. Second team, um, Jokic at the center. I had Jimmy Butler forward. Um, I had 
Jalen Brown at forward. And then at guard, I had Steph. Who? And then Steph Curry. Oh, Steph. And my other guard was Dame. Dame, wow. Okay, ours is yeah. very different. I don't have very Dame. different, yeah. I don't have Jalen Brown on my second team because, I mean, Dame just sat out the season. Don't deserve an award. reason like sat out and give up on the season. That's pretty good. He played well, amazing, yeah, but that's that's just disrespect. Like, why would you deserve an award? You played 50 games. You he sat out, out, he sat out what, the last 10 games of the season. He was just so good, though. Like, that team was trash, dude. And he was so, like, he was playing insane that I had the award. He's also, like, yeah, the team was, team. I mean, the team was very injured and, like, yeah, Nurkic is very overrated, but like they should be better yeah. than they were with how good Dame was playing on offense. And they I'm have good pieces. How bad them. the team is. They got good pieces around them. Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons. You just signed him to, if, if you don't think he's a good piece, why would they sign him to a huge contract? They gave him like $120 million. Um, outside of those, outside of that though. I mean, they're starting with Tiebel, dude. <laughs> Like the they traded for him. They traded trilogy. Josh Hart for him. Josh Hart's still in New York making winning Josh plays. Hart, Josh Hart was for a first-round pick. Yeah, but they, they traded away Josh Hart, and they got Tybal, and they're still trying to win. Yeah, yeah. win. Tybal was – yeah. But that's I know what, it wasn't that's the same That's what they are, bro. It's so – it's just like that organization, man. They, dude, they were starting um, Kevin Knox for a good part – like for <laughs> well, like, yeah. parts of the season there. Dude. I can't believe he still has how – how are teams still trying to play him? Oh man! That's what I'm saying, like they like sure they have like a decent like two guys around because Nurkic is just not the same guy anymore. But I mean, outside of those top three, there's just like a drop, man. How about Dame's defense? It's not great. It's horrible. But I think that it's not great. But at the same time, this guy's doing everything for them on offense, keeping them in games and like competitive. So I, I I just thought um, I don't know. I who was your sorry? Who were your guards against for second team? I had uh, Steph Curry, Drew Holiday, yeah. and then uh, I just thought Drew was phenomenal too. I just, I just thought he was better than Drew this year. But Drew I was mean, phenomenal. Hundred percent in the games he played, but sixty-seven games versus like what? I guess how, how much games? That's not a big difference. Dame played fifty-eight, talking, which is not yeah, too big talking, of a difference. But yeah. I think that you have to also consider that Drew Holiday is the number one team in the East, All Star, and Dame is. What the twelfth worst? <laughs> they were the twelfth seed in the but West. Aren't, weren't you the one talking about Milwaukee, Giannis, Brook Lopez? You were all going on and on about that team. That was that was me hyping up Drew Holiday. <laughs> right, but um, you were also talking about the other pieces, right? Where it's like again, you have one of the de- like you have two of the top defenders in the league with Drew. Also, you have Brook Lopez and you have Giannis. Obviously, Drew's right up there too. But you have so I mean you have the best player in the league. Okay, so dude. then why don't you have Luca on your first team or second team? Oh man, Luca! I I think part of it. Luca is, Luca was way better than Dame this season. I don't think he was that much better than Dame. If you look at the stats, his defense was worse. Defense, saying, they're both say, bad. They're both negative. No, no they're both bad, dude. But Luca's defense was way worse. Dude. That's because Dame he's the worst transition. He he's the worst transition That's defender true. in the NBA. <laughs> That's true. Because the boy just talks to the referees nonstop. <laughs> right? He does not get back on defense, <laughs> and he just take it. I mean, he was an all. At least Dame tries on defense. Luca just you could see. So you Luka give, you give Dame, Dame second team because you don't give Luca second team. You give Dame second team because Dame just was plays better than him offensively. I think it was better defensively, 
And that's I think like, they were on That's par. a horrible reason to give Dame Lillard over Luca because of team. <laughs> if I'm splitting ends, right? Uh, do you have Dame on, do you have Luca on your third team? Luca's on my third team. Okay. I can't take him out completely. Okay. He was like okay. Luca's like too talented and too good for me not to, but part of it too is just like with how they and I know like Dame obviously sat out at the end of the season, but like I mean, Dallas just like went in tailspin too, right? Yeah. So I yeah. I couldn't put Luca on my top two. I just I mean, couldn't. Yeah, that makes sense. I have I mean, you don't you don't even have him in your top two. And you're the biggest Luca fan I know. It's like, I'm surprised he he wasn't. I have Luca on second team. I mean, he wasn't gonna make it over Tatum, Giannis, or. Oh, you put him Shea. as a forward. I put him as a forward. I mean, he plays forward for them. He's he's literally LeBron's yeah. position. Um, especially when Kyrie was there. I guess. There. I guess I, I just I guess I just kept him as guard, but I guess yeah, I could have put him in forward too. Yeah. Um, and then I I put LeBron, Luca, and Jokic on my team. Okay. Right. Um, thirteen. Thirteen was uh, Laurie Markkinen, Jimmy Butler, Sabonis. Honestly, Anthony Davis made it close at the end of the season, but I think over the yeah. whole course of the season, Sabonis definitely deserves it. Um, um, Darren Fox and John Morant. You have Jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you have? Sabonis as well. I think. I'll be pretty disappointed if Sabonis doesn't get the third center spot. I think that one's pretty clear. I'd be surprised, but I'm not if certain yeah. he will. Well, then yeah, the national um, media does have seventy percent of the vote. So um, Sabonis, like I said, Luca at guard. Um, I had Drew at my other guard spot there. Oh no, De'Aaron Fox in your third team. No, De'Aaron. Yeah, I, yeah. Wow. Um, LeBron, and I also had Laurie at my other forward spot. No, Julius Randle. No, no Julius Randle. No. No Jalen Brunson either. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Brunson was the last cut for me. No was, John Morant. I, I, John, I wasn't even thinking about John. I had, a, I had a few guys above him. I had, like, Ant was above him for me. Um, Julius Randle was a hard one because Julius Randle, like, plays all the games basically too, obviously, until his injury at the end. But I, John, dude, just, like, for he me. He played like, 61 games. That's a lot. John? Yeah. No, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, 61 was fine, right? For me, it was like, I think I took a differentiation between like missing games for injury versus like missing games for like things you're doing off the court. How? So that's to me, it just, it's different for me. It's like self-inflicted. And I think that should be a factor because... And how is the injury not self Like that's, that's For the sake of an award, you, though. Dude, for the sake of an award, self-inflicted. though, you can't just be like, oh, you're off. Like you shouldn't... Like that doesn't matter for an award. I think it should. There's, if you're like, if, like if you listen, were a if top he, 15 player, you're a top if, 15 player. Listen, if he had played like, let's say like 75 games and had like five games missed because of a suspension, it's like different. But he played 61 and what, 10 of them, nine, I think around nine or 10 were because of the suspension. Like, no. It's, Dude, 20, 26, six and eight. All the, all the, no, all the drama and everything too. Like, that's just, I team mean, largely because of him, man. Like, no, drama shouldn't I, I be considered an All NBA. That's ridiculous. It should be. I. It, it's, this, not not the drama, the suspension stuff. I know that. But that's. I mean, that doesn't be considered an All NBA. Like, be. I mean, some of the stuff that was happening was not good, dude. It's not a good. If he missed those games because of injury instead of suspension, you would have him in your third team. I would have put him over. That's three. that's so. That's like that should you should have get your vote re- revoked for that. That's ridiculous. No, that, no. For me, it's like for off court stuff. That that's a bigger punishment. I, again, 
if he was like if i would have made where's the, him, is like, that a precedent is that precedent you could just like make up rules like what is it where's this how from? many guys of this caliber do we see though like going through something like this i can't think of the last guy of this caliber Maybe Kobe was the last one, right? When Kobe was like, "Want to start the precedent of the suspensions being more of a detriment than injuries for awards?" Suspensions for like off, like stuff like that. Yeah, if it it depends on the suspension, right? If it's like something in game, then obviously not. Like suspensions for like legitimately like troubling stuff off the court, and yes, especially if it's a repeated pattern. I think there should be a detriment. If he, it listen, if I had John Morant, like if he was like. If it, let's say if it was like someone like Shea, who I thought played at a first team All NBA level, then I would not have dropped him all, all the way off from like first to like obviously off the bat completely. Like I would have probably yeah. put him in second or something. But in my eyes, he would have been maybe like third anyways. And for me, that was enough to drop him off the drop him off the ballot. So okay, how about no De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron was a tough one for me too. It was I had to reward again. Like Luca was just. Luke is just hard to leave off because he's just that good on offense, right? And so it was kind of, I mean, Drew was my last guard in, right? And Milwaukee being the top seed in the East, um, I just think they, and being the top, you know, team in NBA, I thought they just deserved two players. And Drew, especially with Chris Middleton being out for large parts of the year, Giannis also missed a good amount of games. Like Giannis played, I think, what, 62 games, I want to say? He missed a large portion of the season, so... And with Chris, even Chris Middleton missed, I think, a little under half the year. But even with that, he was on a minutes restriction for a large portion of the year. Drew, I thought, had one of his best offensive years, like in his career. And with the defense we know he plays, I thought it was, I thought it was just more than deserving of an All NBA spot. So that's valid. I know, I know, Fox is yeah. the stats to keep him with the other guards, but it was more like the narrative play. Fox had the numbers for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Hard, I mean. There's yeah. so many good guards to choose from. Guards is hard. Right. Award season was fun this year, for sure. Um, yeah, we actually didn't fight as much as I thought. Last year, we had the big debate about Jokic and Embiid. I still think it should have been Embiid last year, but that's a story for another day. They, they, <laughs> they made the right call. And they're going to make the right call. Like, Embiid's going to win, I think, pretty easily this year. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I'm happy for him. He definitely deserves one, at least. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's and take a short break and then go into some playoff predictions. <laughs> 